Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to issue 172 of Marvelicious Toys. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. And in seven days, we will be in New York again. I'm excited. It's New York Comic Con time. Hasbro is having their Twas the Night Before press event. So we will be broadcasting live from there, taking photos, posting them online to show you all the new Marvel figures they have on display. It's usually... You know, it's not going to be a Toy Fair or a Comic-Con level reveal, but we usually are lucky enough to see a wave or two of three and three quarter and six inch figures from the next year. Jeez, I wonder if they have anything. It doesn't doesn't it feel like so much has come out just in the second half of this year that maybe they accidentally pushed the next few waves out early? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I could see us seeing is there's already, of course, next year's Marvel films, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in May. I wonder if we're going to see some new Guardians figures. The concept art is out there. The characters are known. It's not like Spider-Man Homecoming where they have to keep everything under wraps. True. Yeah, maybe we'll see a toddler-sized Groot figure out there. Oh, that would get me. Get me right in the feels. (laughs) And then who knows what we'll find with three and three quarter inch. They're a little helter-skelter with there. Yeah, I think they felt pretty proud of what they uh, were doing with that line as far as when we were looking at stuff at Comic-Con, adding a little bit more articulation here and there and kind of bringing it back up to to snuff. But the question still remains pricing on that line for me. Well, we actually have an exclusive interview set up with the Hasbro Marvel team at New York Comic-Con. So come to Facebook or drop us an email at show at MarveliciousToys.com. Tweet us at MarveliciousToy, singular, because... They limit the number of characters there. We couldn't fit the S in. And let us know what you want us to ask Hasbro. And of course, there's some exclusives at New York Comic Con. Funko, they are again doing their random lotto system to see. You enter a lottery to see if you get a ticket to stand in a line to give them money. But when you're standing in the line, you may not be able to get the items because they will often sell out before you get to the front of the line. That is not a game that I care to play. Yeah, but did you see the Juggernaut Dorbs? I mean... Oh my god, I have to own him because I have to hug him. (laughs) He is cute. He is cute, and it kind of makes me glad that I never caught the Dorbs bug. He reminds me of, like, the big bullet from the Mario games, you know, like the cannon fire (laughs) bullet. Yeah, (laughs) bullety. But they also have Dorb Storm, a Pop Kitty Pride with a little Lockheed, and Chef Deadpool Pop. Ooh. So I've entered the lottery. I'm crossing my fingers. But as of this recording, there's only five announced Marvel exclusives, the fifth being a six-inch Thanos Dorbs, who's, I gotta admit, even though he kind of reminds me of the evil king from Voltron with the gold helmet and the purple skin, he's still kind of cute. He's Okay. Also there with some exclusives, Beast Kingdom, who we saw at San Diego. It looks like they're going to have their exact same exclusives that they had at San Diego here, specifically that gold Hulkbuster that a fool and his money were soon parted with. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the fool? The one with no money. 
<laughs> All right. I wish I knew this would have been duplicated, too, because I could have saved a lot of money shipping from New York rather than California. Uh, not that big of a deal. And then Bluefin is also there. What was their exclusive? We both got it, Justin. Wasn't it like a Silver Centurion Iron Man over in San Diego with their re-edit line? Oh, it was Iron Patriot. Okay. Well, they have a Marvel Now Iron Man re-edit exclusive for New York. That's cool. Yeah, you'll have to let me know if, if that if that catches you. Because I know you kind of jumped in on that line and we were both kind of on the fence one way or another. If we needed yet another scale and the price tag kind of made it you know prohibitive. I'm actually backing off the lines of Iron Man I buy versus adding to them because... Honestly, Comic Cave hit too hard too fast, and while I have a page open reminding me there's like eight new Iron Mans available to order at Big Bad Toy Store, I just, man, that's several hot toys worth of money, and they've actually just frozen my bank account with fear. I've just look at it and I'm like, I'm not ordering any because there's just too much. If they'd done like the Comic Cave of the Month Club and dripped them, I might have been suckered in. And next thing I know, I have a whole collection. But they like just eight of them out on one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm really not wanting to go all in on the re-edit line. I'm glad I have the Iron Patriot. It's my favorite armor from the films. I'm glad I have the Hulkbuster. I really love collecting Hulkbuster stuff. Do I need a Marvel now Iron Man to go with them? I'll see at the con. I'm I'm leaning no. It's the first step right there. But I have bought some stuff online since our last show. Sales to astonish. First of all, I got to admit, I'm getting just a little tired of the blind box madness that has swept geekdom for the past few years. Loot Crate came out and set the world on fire and everybody's me tooing and then Funko. They have their Marvel collector core, which I love because it's an exclusive pop every other month, but it's a subscription. Well, now Loot Crate is doing a Marvel only Loot Crate subscription box. I kind of feel like the loot crates are like a little lesser quality than the collector core ones. I hate to say it, but their t-shirts actually are more consistently better quality than the pop t-shirts I've been getting. Hmm. Like quality in design or just quality in style of t-shirt? Quality of t-shirt. The softness, the consistency of size, the... One sleeve is not longer than the other. Seems to be a little bit more helter-skelter in the Funko box. Hmm. Whereas Loot Crate, every shirt comes out, it's exactly the same. It holds up to a good dozen or more washings. Most of them I wouldn't wear outside of the house, but they're great. Hey, I need to paint a room shirts. <laughs> oh, boy. But now there's a Loot Crate Marvel Gear Plus Goods. It's official Marvel apparel, collectible home goods, and more delivered every two months, starting at $40 a crate. Yikes. Yeah. I tell you what, for I'm not going to try to talk anybody out of these monthly subscription services because some people love them, some people hate them. I personally can take them or leave them. The way I look at collecting things that cost a set amount of money every month, I would rather take that $40 and put it towards a flex pay on a hot toy that I know is not coming out for another year. But that's just me because, you know, I would rather have one big thing that I eventually spent $250 on than a box of stuff that I may or may not dig every other month. Well, you know that blind boxes are like my favorite fun of buying toys. And really the only ones I like are the Funko ones. The mystery minis and that kind of thing. I I love those things. But, I mean, hell, there's even Loot Crate pets. However, I don't subscribe to that because I don't think my dog gives a crap. Well, I decided that I was curious enough. There's going to be exclusive items in there. Loot Crate has had exclusive pops. I didn't want to miss out. I've gone ahead and I subscribed for one year, paid in advance, got it down to $38 a crate. And so we'll see how it is. We'll see if I renew. I've I, every month I get a Loot Crate box, I'm like, hey, another shirt for the closet and a whole bunch of crap I don't want. So I maybe I'll cancel that subscription finally. Yeah, that's the problem is eventually you have so many of these going on and then you look back and it's like, damn, I'm spending 200 bucks a month on surprise boxes. Yep. 
<laughs> and a lot of stuff that you end up not needing. I mean, every time the loot crate comes, he's like, nope, nope, nope. Hey, I'll take the shirt. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, personally, it was fun for a few months. You know, the kids and I would get a box and we'd go through it and everybody would claim something out of it. And then after a while, a box would come and it would sit on the table for a couple of days before anybody even noticed it. Yeah. And then, then after a while, I was just like, why are we still doing this? I was like, I don't know. So, <laughs> so I did not renew. It just ought to renewed on me, but I'm going to cancel it and keep the Marvel one now. I, every so often, there's an item in there I really want, like the Deadpool Q-Fig. But I just have to remind myself, I can get those much cheaper onesie twosie on eBay than paying for the box every month and half the time being like, yeah, what am I going to do with this crap? Yeah. As compared to Funko, where every month I want almost everything in it. And I think that's fine. If you're enjoying the content in a box and you feel like you're getting the value out of it, then yeah, continue with it. Well, speaking with continued subscriptions, did you see the figure that is now available if you renew your Marvel Unlimited Plus subscription? Oh, boy. Yes, I did. And I'm telling you, this is not scratching an itch that I have. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) It is a repaint of the Captain Marvel figure we reviewed not too long ago with an alternate head. This time it's in bluish gray tones. Yep. And it looks like it comes with some other little artifacty things or something in a special collector's package box. Yeah, you always get a couple of exclusive variant covers. And this comes with a Eye of Agamotto pin and a Wakandan flag patch. So you have something for Black Panther and for Doctor Strange there. But I like it when it's a figure that you can't normally get, or it's a figure that maybe it's a new sculpt or new outfit for a character that we're going to get, but it's not already been in the regular line. Does that make sense? But they've mostly done repaints. The Gold Ultron was a repaint. Rocket Raccoon was a repaint. But yeah, when they brought Rescue out, I thought they had something else they could do you know i wonder if they actually just ran off a whole bunch of rescue figures and they were sitting in a warehouse like uh now what bob (laughs) yeah rescue felt special i mean going back to nick fury he felt special oh yeah way back in the day when they were offering the three and three quarter inch figures yep well completest that i am and i actually like having that unlimited plus membership i'm gonna go ahead and do it and Hey, and I may be kicking myself a year from now when Captain Marvel is the coolest Marvel movie I've ever seen and wish I would have this exclusive version, but right now it's just not its not catching me. <laughs> wow, though, Justin, I didn't realize we had a superhero on the show that you're going to be seeing Captain Marvel next year. Are you time traveling to 2019? Okay, two years, three years. <laughs> you know, the older I get, the less time actually exists. <laughs> It goes way too fast, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's currently slated for March 2019, so they're really trying to build up the anticipation for that character and the fandom for this new Captain Marvel before we have that film. Now, if you're also looking just to maybe troop build, or in my case, suit build... (laughs) Hasbro Toy Shop is having some discounts on a bunch of figures, and... Mostly three and three quarter inch, but some mashers, some six inch. Oh, whoa. Yeah, no, look at that. I never picked up uh, that Daredevil or the or the Vulture figure at $4 each. Dang, I might do that. First of all, when you go, just go to the Marvel section, sort price low to high. Hey, remember when people were paying $40 for that three and three quarter inch five POA Scarlet Witch figure from Age of Ultron? <laughs> yeah. Remember when even I was saying, don't do it, folks. It's going <laughs> to come down in price. Well, she is available right now at HasbroToyShop.com as of this recording for two ninety nine. Ouch. And I really do know some people on Twitter who went and paid forty forty five at Toy Wiz. Ouch. Yuck. But for the articulated three and three quarter inch figures, three ninety nine for some figures we gave some nice reviews to. Remember Death's Head? Oh yeah. Beta Ray Bill, Vulture, Shanna, Thunderstrike. I mean, these are some of the newer figures. It was just Last year at New York Comic Con, we saw Thunderstrike. He's out this year. He's three ninety nine now. Yeah, I mean, this there's some good stuff in here, and I mean, for these prices, I may go back and fill in some holes. Like I never picked up a Vulture before, so I'm gonna have to grab one of those. 
I'm seeing even some of these further down ones that I remember, Arnie, you were freaking out about. Remember North Star? Yeah, I was feeling a little <laughs> bit silly about North Star and Emma Frost, both here on clearance. Yeah, I remember searching frantically for North Star, Arnie. Well, he never came out for a while. Juggalossus, what a great figure, four ninety nine, <laughs> And yes, Chameleon, four ninety nine. And I'm going to tell you, thanks to our listener, Benjamin, who messaged me, you use the code SUPERHERO16, and it takes 20% more off. Wow. Are you kidding? No. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. And they've got six-inch legends. Hey, remember that Captain Marvel we were just talking about? Here she is. She was from the Build an All-Father wave, and you can buy the red and blue colored one for five ninety nine at Hasbro Toy Shop. <laughs> and get both of those heads right at once. <laughs> well, I'll grab that and I'll start painting. I think you could build an All-Father for like around 20 bucks or so. Yeah, and it looks like most of the Hulkbuster Wave is available, too, for a discount. So, geez, the long game is paying off here a little bit for some folks. They even have Ant-Man with Antony down to $9.99. Aw, Antony. So if you need one where you super glue the legs on, it's, it's the reverse. Normally people are picking legs off the ants, but if you want one where you can actually adhere them permanently, here you go. But that's great if you want some old toys, if you want some new toys, of course, head over to Dorkside Toys, who advertises with our show. They have got a ton of the Doctor Strange Legends online to order by the case. If you want an entire case of Enchantress, you can order that. I don't know why you would. However, I do know a lot of people would want an entire case of Iron Fist. I hear so many customizers talk about that being a great body to customize and paint. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... Pretty straightforward, smaller size buck, so I I can see that. They've got several of the X-Men Legends figures here. Havoc, Iceman, Kitty, Pride, and Phoenix. The six-inch Marvel Legends that we haven't talked about on the show. And they're even carrying the Play Imaginative War Machine we reviewed so long ago. Yeah, and at a, at a good price, too. That thing, you know, goes from anywhere to, for 130 to 150 and up. They also have the latest wave of Marvel Pops with that Doc Ock and the Captain Marvel with the short hair and Doctor Strange all shipping within 24 hours. And be sure to use the link from MarveliciousToys.com. Going a little bit higher end. So remember when Kotobukiya put out that Deadpool artifacts that we were like, oh, cool. They did a one-off. Yep. And then remember they... Painted him in gray. <laughs> and then they did the con version. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, now, if you're ready, Kotobukiya <laughs> has put out, or at least released for pre-order, their fifth Deadpool statue. Now, this is a totally new statue, but it is the fifth time they have done Deadpool. Well, you got to strike where the iron's hot. And this is a larger Deadpool. Now, this is an Artifacts statue. It's not an Artifacts Plus. So it's really big. It's going to be 17 inches tall. Oh, wow. That is rather big. It's premium format size. Yeah, it's one six scale. Yeah, so Deadpool will be 12 inches. But then with the base, that's going to add another five. He is like leaping over some girders or it looks like he's in a construction zone or perhaps on that helicarrier that was under construction at the end of the movie. Did he scalp Ronald McDonald? He comes with a wig. <laughs> An actual wig, not like a plastic piece, you know, sculpted like a wig. This looks like a mini little hairy wig, a clown wig. So I'm not like seeing things in this photo and like misinterpreting something that should be like red smoke or something. Yeah, that's what I thought at first. When I saw it on the corner of the boxes, yes. I'm like, it's an explosion effect. And then they put it on his head. I'm like, no, it's a wig. <laughs> and it's there so you can like put knives or signs in his hair. <laughs> what a great little touch. That's awesome. And you can stick the swords in the base. There's a lot of display options here. And I really like the paint they've shown on this with the high gloss black and the slightly different shade of red than they've done before. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it's a, it's a different outfit for Deadpool. It's a different costume. This is closer to the most recent Hasbro release costume with the same design on his outfit. And he has those wrist gauntlets and the shin guards. 
He's also sporting the Deadpool logo on the bottom of each of his boots. <laughs> I do love the little touches they put on with these. Oh, boy. I think I kind of like it now more knowing that it's bigger. Usually I like the smaller ones, but this could be a pretty cool piece because I like that. Like you were saying, that catwalk piece would be something cool that you could just anchor to a wall nicely. or just a thin little shelf. Yeah, it's it is really nice for that. And honestly... The price is not that bad. It's MSRP is one fifty. Big Bad Toy Store has it for one thirty five. That's quite a bargain, actually, for what you're getting. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about putting that in my pile of loot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is something out there. And then I did place another order. I may be backing off from Comic Cave. I may be backing off from reedits. Mm. Only reedits I do are the shows. But Hot Toys still has my heart in my wallet. And they just came out with the Doctor Strange hot toy for pre-order. All right, where are you on this? We have not seen the movie yet. I have always liked Doctor Strange's look as a character. I've never read a lot of his comics, but even when I was like four, I had a Doctor Strange poster on my wall because of that pimp cape and all the various colors and everything. I, I grooved on his style as a kid, and I still do. I think this has a great Benedict Cumberbatch likeness. Indeed. I'm not so sure about the thickness of his cape. It really looks like a cold weather cape there. Like, it's really heavy. (laughs) It's flannel. (laughs) He does look like he is doing his doctoring up in the tundra. (laughs) Flannel and fleece. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of big stitching on something like that, Arnie. There really is. And it just, it's so quilted, or not quilted, but padded. And then I love the lining on the inside, the little checker pattern they've done but when you look at the photos of the close-up of his head and you look how thick that is that's like winter wool coat thick yeah hey he even comes with the magic effects kind of that digital ancient magic effect that the hasbro figure comes with as well or if you put them sideways i make the pizza <laughs> they look like a couple of pizza crusts. They do look like pizza crusts, yes. <sighs> Try getting that out of your head, especially since they're like a little tinted red and Yeah, they got little pepperonis on there. <laughs> I was thinking like you'd wipe the tomato sauce off and this was the <laughs> crust underneath. <laughs> I'm making a little fun of it, but I do like the he comes with a spell casting book. I actually think that's a really awesome accessory to have. And he comes with multiple spell casting hands and various amulets you can put on that I'm sure I'll understand better after the movie. Or will you? You sure about that? And a backdrop for the figure on the base so that it has that window from his Sanctum Simtorum there. That would be a good display piece. I don't I don't want to ruin this figure for you, Arnie, because it does look like Benedict Cumberbatch, but at a closer look, I'm seeing Ethan Hawke here. Oh! <laughs> who who looks remarkably like young Tom Skerritt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does look like a young Tom Skerritt here too. Wow. All right. I can kind of see Ethan Hawke if I only look at like the jaw and the goatee. I don't see Tom Skerritt at really? all. Really? Really? Ooh. I'm seeing it. I do not see Viper in this Doctor Strange. Viper from what? Top Gun. Oh. Like, most famous role ever. I really didn't know he was in that movie, and I thought he was just in Poltergeist 3. (laughs) I think it's one of their better facial likenesses. I like how he looks without the cape on, although I'll never display him without the cape, because that's what I associate with the character. But when you look at the pictures of him just in the blue suit... I'll tell you, I'm a little nervous. If they went Guardians on this, and they, before even releasing the movie, put up for pre-order a Ancient One Tilda Swinton hot toy, and a Wong hot toy, and a Baron Mordo hot toy, and Benjamin Bratt's in that movie. So if they put him up in a hot toy feature, which would go right well with my Barbie Catwoman... Hadley Berry, I'm just going to (laughs) say. I think I'd back off and say, I'm going to see the movie before I go in a thousand bucks. But they're kind of ant-manning it here. You know, one, two figures to start. See what kind of fandom it gets. I'll go there with it. Yeah, and you can even end up not liking the movie and still being a fan of Doctor Strange as a character, which this is a representation of. And again, 
I absolutely hated the Rhino from Amazing Spider-Man 2. I was still going to buy the hot toy. <laughs> Quit tempting them. You know it's going to happen one of these days. No. <laughs> I think now that they're rebooting Spider-Man, I am truly and well safe. <laughs> Until they get to their basement finds designs line. Things we thought you forgot about. If they did that, that means they'd finally come out with that X-Men first class Oh, yeah. Xavier and Magneto. So let's do that. I would be down with that. I would buy a Rhino if it made possible the first class hot toys. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of hot toys, I got an email not too long ago telling me that Deadpool has been pushed back yet again. So I am still anxiously waiting for Deadpool, who was supposed to be here a month ago. Welcome to my world. Every month I receive a flood of six to seven emails in a row. This has been pushed back. This has been pushed back. This has been pushed back. And if you flex pay, they have 99% of your money. It's just like the last 40 bucks is going to be billed to you a year and a half from now. Yeah, right. <laughs> they know they got you. You know what, though, Justin? I need to set up a display and we just need you to come down here and we have a Hot Toys unboxing party. Oh, I would be down for that. Just like a whole weekend of hot toys, opening them, displaying them. <laughs> yes, indeed. Let's do it. But first, let's take a look at some Marvel Legends. We talked about last week the X-Men ones still working our way through the backlog because Hasbro just flooded us with awesome toys. This week, we're looking at the Spider-Man wave. Yes, indeed. Less figures this time. X-Men had eight plus a Build-A-Figure, Spider-Man only six. Yeah, that's, you know, the X-Men wave felt really cramped, and this one feels a little short. You know, as I was opening them, I was like, okay, got this one open, got this one open, oh, and I'm done. Like, I felt like maybe I was missing one, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of refreshing to have a slimmer wave here. Except for people like me who order by the case, and then it's like, okay, well, more Spider-Mans. Spider-Man. Of course. Quit stealing <laughs> my name for him. <laughs> Spider-Man's. Well, figure number one is Ultimate Spider-Man Peter Parker. So this is his bigger-eyed look from the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. He is not in his death pose. <laughs> Ooh. I don't care for these eyes. I'm sorry. Well, that's just the style they did with the Ultimate Comics. I know. I never even noticed it until people started pointing it out. To me, I was reading the comics and it was just Spider-Man, but I guess the artist there went really large on the eye lenses. You know, I kind of dig it just because, you know, we get so many Spider-Man and for whatever reason, I just cannot like at a glance tell the difference between the different minutiae on each of these costumes. They all just kind of seem like red and blue outfits to me, but... The eyes usually do stick out a bit. So I kind of like the bigger black outlined eyes here. Now, I was thinking this was going to be kind of a re-release of Pizza Spidey, but it's not. This is a much smaller figure here. Yeah, I kind of like that, that in Ultimate Spider-Man, he never got out of high school. And they were doing that to take him back to his origins in the old Amazing Fantasy 15. And so you have... Really a spider boy versus a spider man, a spider pubescent. So he's not going to be as tall. When is the spider mitzvah? <laughs> I think he's past the spider mitzvah. But I agree with you that most of these spider man figures, I would not be able to tell apart. This one I'd know because he's going to be shorter than the rest. Oh, yeah. And I think we're dealing with a new buck here. Unless I'm not remembering something glaringly obvious, this feels... Like the first time we're getting this small, uh, there's just no way to say this without sounding like a creep, but this small boy body <laughs> for for a figure. Well, remember when we talked to Dwight at Comic-Con, he said they were trying to make some more bucks that are, so they don't just have big, medium, and small, so that they can have various types to draw upon. And yes, I think we're seeing it here. They did come out with a wave where they'd be able to use it twice and immediately cost effective, but... Yeah. So, I mean, basically what we're dealing with here is, you know, smaller body with the, the articulation we've come to know and expect here. My ab crunch is kind of clicky. I don't know about yours. Yep. 
All right. So it's a ratchet ab. And one thing that seems to be missing here that they've been using on a lot of Spider-Men is the double hinge shoulder blades. This is just a straight up, you know, ball joint shoulder, which I'm fine with. Yeah, it has a better aesthetic if a little less posability. But other than that, it's just it's a it's a paint job. And I think they did a pretty darn good job. Your mind seems nice and clean. All the webbing is straight and crisp. I really stand by the statement that Hasbro has fixed the paint problems we were seeing of two to three years ago. Yeah, really, they have. Even one year ago. Yeah, I mean, the lines are clean. Things aren't bleeding over into other spots. It, it just seems like all around, the paint has improved tremendously. And having read that Bendis comic for a long time, can I say they got the likeness of the Peter Parker head perfect. This is the haircut he had. This is the goofy grin he often had. He was, you know... Spider-Man's a jokey, happy-go-lucky guy. When he's in the mask, he's usually pretty morose and mopey and girl problems went out of it. But this really is that Peter Parker versus the 616 Peter Parker that we've gotten in the past. Yeah, it's a very nice, very nice head sculpt to come with this. And he also comes with a myriad of hands. He comes with, as package, he comes with a fist and the devil horns. And then he also has kind of an open hand they're the wall crawling hands you got two wall crawlers two web shooters and two fists yep my my wall crawling hands the fingers are a little warped they almost look like the witch's legs getting curled up under the house in wizard of oz (laughs) one of mine (laughs) he's doing the vulcan salute oh he is (laughs) yeah i've got that going on too in one of these so no it's a good figure it comes with space venoms Left arm. Ooh. Again, great band name. (laughs) And then, like you were alluding to, Arnie, they were able to use this buck right away twice out of the gate with this Miles Morales updated version of the figure. And I think, let me look here, I think they may have reused the head. Yep, the head is the same sculpt as well. Yeah, with the big eyes. Oh, yeah. Is that crunchy abs? Yep. Crunchy abs. (laughs) But that's slightly better than the loosey-goosey ones where it looks like they've got a problem. Yeah, I have a few figures that seem to have a little bit of osteoporosis going on because they won't stand up straight. Yeah, I don't don't mind the clickiness as long as it, it stays. So yeah, we're dealing with the exact same figure here, just a repaint. And once again, the paint apps seem nice and clean here. The red over the black doesn't just seem quite as crisp to me. It looks good. I can't point at anything specifically. It just seems at times the red isn't as bright in some places as others. Yeah, it's you're right. It's it's still crisply applied. It's just not as bright as it might be, especially when you compare it to the hands, like the fingers, for whatever reason, that red really popped. Mm hmm. But you're right on the abdomen there. It's it's getting eaten a little bit by the black underneath. But he comes with the same hand accessories as, as Spider-Man. Yeah, it's basically the exact same figure repainted with the new sculpt being a different head. You get the Miles Morales head. Ah, okay. And that's also a really good likeness. Mine has kind of a thousand yard stare going on. But... Well, the other one had crazy eyes. But I think it's just because he had light colored eyes. No, these are the same. They're like crazy eyes. Is is this one, is yours looking slightly off to his left, or is he looking straight ahead? Yes. One eye is looking slightly off to his right, and one is looking straight ahead, but it's really minor, but he is a little cross-eyed. He's a little Feldman on you there. Corey Feldman? Don't say that. He'll cry. <laughs> Marty Feldman. I oh. hate to make Corey cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. This is, I'm, you know, for figures that... You know, I feel like I have enough of. I'm I'm digging that we have these in a new a new scale here. I'm really excited for Miles Morales. I've been picking up those Ultimate Spider-Man low POA toy figures from the cartoon just because they make characters that aren't in Legends and they're kind of close enough scale. But right now with what's going on in Civil War 2, with them merging the universes, Miles is now over in the only universe, the primary universe hanging out with Peter Parker. I think it's a great time for the character, and I think it's a great version of the character as far as the figure goes. So, no, kudos. 
And there's even some rumors going on that he might, Miles Morales might be a character in the new Spider-Man movie, Homecoming. Hmm. Wouldn't that be interesting? Of course, there are so many rumors all over the map with that movie. I'm, I actually am intentionally not reading them. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's a lot of rumors. I'm far too busy following the Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt divorce to worry about. <laughs> oh, <Saturday>. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Brangelina, no! <laughs> and to keep symmetry, he comes with Space Venom's right arm. Not a good name for a punk band. No, nah, it's too long. Yeah. Too harsh. Now, we're going with these funny names. This was actually Ultimate Spider-Men. This was called Ultimate Spider-Men. We have received letters. It's not Spider-Men, it's Spider-Mans. Well, according <laughs> to Hasbro's packaging, it is Spider-Men. <laughs> I call them Spider-Man when there's multiples. <laughs> they did say it sounded a little bit like a law firm of, you know, Schultz, Beamer, and Spider-Man. <laughs> Phil Spider-Man. But the next one is Evil Adversaries. Or I really like the translation, Ignobles Adversarius. <laughs> <laughs> Ignobles. <laughs> and we start with Electro. It's been a while since we've seen Electro in the six-inch scale. I think even all the way back to Toy Biz days since we've seen a classic Electro that wasn't, you know, the Jamie Foxx movie version. I would agree with that. I cannot recall a single Hasbro Electro. Oh, these hands are so tragic. I know they're supposed to be electrical. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked here by the very bad hands. I think they work. I wish there was another option. They are not interchangeable hands. But they look like he's got Groot hands. Like he's a tree. <laughs> Don't they? It, it feels a little bit, you know, nature-y, but I do see the electricity in there. No, I guess I can kind of see it. I think I agree with Arnie. Like, I wouldn't have any problem with these hands whatsoever if they would have just thrown in a pair of regular hands like they do with every other figure. But here, for some reason... We do not get regular hands. You weren't good enough for hands. Did I tell you what I'm going to do? I'm going to take these hands and I'm going to give them to my Emperor figure on on my Star Wars shelf. Yeah, yeah. Although it, that should just be lightning coming out of the fingers. You need to paint the hands flesh colored and then just have the electricity. Yeah. If you're going to be accurate. These hands do pop out though. So you could take any of a myriad of other figures. You know, grab an Iron Fist, get some hands. Yeah, you can go pick up an Iron Fist for $4 in the clearance aisle and you'll have all the hands you need. However, I did have, sitting on my desk here, I still have the swimming hands, the, you know, flat palm finger straight hand. I have them on my desk too. <laughs> I, I put them on and it's way too big and out of scale for a shock. <laughs> Electro. <laughs> Electro, yeah. for Electro. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think I might pose them like that. This has the more modern, you know, we're not going to be a silly and 60s tough head where he's got the lightning bolts on his face. But if you're a classicist like me, you also get the masked head. And I like that masked head a lot more. It's just more comic, more fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is what they should have done to Jamie Foxx in the movie. I'm yeah. just going to say that now. Let's, that would have been tremendous because he kind of looks like he is the sunflower queen at a parade. <laughs> Although I now think if we had done this to Jamie Foxx in the movie, we'd be Batman and Robining it, wouldn't we? <laughs> like, this would be one step away from Jim Carrey's Riddler and that if we had... Because I could see Jamie Foxx wearing this, but then he'd have to be like, woo, and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I mean, this this outfit is, like you said, from the 60s and almost straight out of like a Batman villain costume. I mean, it's that over the top. Can you imagine like just as a practical, like before you head out the door to do your criminal activities for the day? Like, oh, wait, forgot my over oversized mask that I got to put on. <laughs> Then getting in your car and that top thing scraping the whole damn time. like <laughs> <laughs> I can see why he moved on to just maybe painting his face. True, but there's something just about this classic look that I like. And yeah, I mean, in the 60s, criminals went through so much more trouble before they even committed the crime. It's like, oh, I have a superpower. Now let me go sew. They were so committed. You're absolutely right. <laughs> 
They they also had a certain je ne sais quoi that you don't get now in your everyday heroes. I do I do like this though. I remember getting this excited over this version of the character in the Marvel Universe line as well. So there's something about this design that you're right is just screams classic Spider-Man villain. Yeah, it just reminds me of all the video games I played. You know, he was the villain in those old Game Boy games. It just it clicks with me. As far as the articulation goes, he's perfectly adequate. I'm getting a lot of cool leaping poses out of him and stances. And he's got, I'd say, just the basic standard articulation. You got the ab crunch, the waist swivel. Yeah, I mean, articulation-wise, pretty good. And, you know, we were just lauding them for being really good with paint apps lately. But I could I could take a few points of contention with the paint apps on this one. My the gold paint that they've used throughout isn't very consistent. Yes. I would say the boots are different from the hat is different from the stripes. Yep. But all in all, I'm I'm glad we got this figure. It's been like I said a long time since classic Electro has made his way into the line. So, and he comes with one of Space Venom's legs. That's so anticlimactic. <laughs> Now, our other ignobilis adversarius is actually figure six, because why would you number these in order? Why would you? you sure? Yeah. But we're going to jump to figure six, and it will be Hobgoblin. Now, this is a sculpt we've seen before, isn't it? I seem to remember these scales on his arms and legs. Yeah, we saw him with the raft set from San Diego Comic-Con with Dread Knight. So they used... A good portion of this, I want to say the torso, the arms, the gloves seem to be different, and the feet seem to be different. Maybe even the bottom, the whole bottom of the boots is different. But yes, the scaly parts and the torso, we have seen previously. Okay, that explains that. Yeah, he definitely has some different gloves going on and different boots because of the pointy toes. Are him and Neymar wearing the same pants and arms? Oh no, Namor is wearing nice leather. He's he's Okay, it looks I seem like we had somebody recently with the scales. Yeah, we were just talking about that. It was Dread Knight. So it is the same okay. So it's not that. I don't know why I I know you said Dread Knight, but for some reason I was thinking Namor. Maybe it's the green. Yeah. (laughs) And a scaly, it looks like Aquaman. It does look like Aquaman, and the gold doesn't help. Yeah, now this is this is a great representation of the classic hobgoblin here. I mean, we get his we get his glider, which, you know, not all that super impressive. It's just a piece of plastic with no paint apps, but it's got some decent sculpting to it. You could give it a wash. It would go a long way. And I'd, I'd rather have it than not, even if it is a little rubbery. But I always am happy the goblins have these curled up toes because it means they actually can stay on the glider toys. <laughs> exactly. And the glider actually stays flat, which I was surprised. It looked like it was going to be wobbly, but I was able to balance it. Nice. And he has the pumpkin bomb, and I like that it's a translucent pumpkin bomb he can hold there. If you use maybe a little silly tack, you can have him in like a throwing position. Yeah, I'm trying to get him to hold it, and he can cradle it, but he's not grasping it. Right, he can just kind of like he's Indiana Jones weighing the sand sack before he (laughs) switches the idol. Telling him to cough, turn his head to the left. But you say this is a classic Hobgoblin, and I agree, back from, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man 100s, where he looked like this and had his little purse and everything. But you can go with a more modern look, too, when he was all gnarled out with the devil tongue and the demon face. Yeah, which is, I mean, I'm glad they included this here, but it doesn't feel overly necessary because it wasn't too much more than a year, a year and a half ago that we got a Build-A-Figure Hobgoblin with this caricature. That is true. You know, it's a different head sculpt. It's not the same head sculpt or anything like that, but it's the same version of that character. So it seems a little odd to pop this in here, but hey, I'm not complaining. It's it's done well, and it gives you another option for display. Yeah, I just think the demon head would do better with, like, more clawed hands and things. I mean, I just think... He always had a bit of a more hunched pose and everything. To me, this looks like the classic Hobgoblin here. And so it works in that way with the regular head better. Definitely. 
And it's a nicely done head. I like the pallor. I like the teeth and the red eyes. And I really like the shiny, kind of metallic, aqua green paint they use on his arms and legs. See, that's why I thought it's like the same paint as Namor. And I think that's why I was thinking it was Namor's body. Because in my mind, Namor is the Aquaman of Marvel. Yeah, oh, he totally yeah, is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I I looked forward to this figure for a long time. Ever since I saw this wave coming down, I was like, ooh, that, that Hobgoblin looks pretty great. And now that I have him in hand, I am not disappointed. The sculpting is all there. The articulation is there. This is a nice update to a figure that hasn't been available in the line for quite a while. And the cape, too. We haven't talked about the cape. You know, this cape is a nice... I don't know if it's a totally new cape or if they started with another one and then re-sculpted it and tore some pieces out or what, but it's very nicely done with a, a wash that kind of goes over it and gives it a pumpkin spicy feel. It's very fall. Yeah, you're right. It is very <laughs> pumpkin spicy. Now, last week, I had reviewed the Marvel Legends Doctor Strange wave on Facebook, and you know, going through those, there were some parts that I didn't necessarily recognize. And when I got to Brother Voodoo, he had a new cape that he didn't come with previously from the San Diego Comic-Con one. And somebody pointed out that it might be Hobgoblin's cape. And now that I have him in my hand, that guy is right. This is the same cape that Brother Voodoo comes with in the new Doctor Doctor Strange wave. Yeah, and that video is still out there on Facebook. It's no longer you doing it live, but the video is out there for people who want to see you unbox that whole wave. And he comes with Venom's head. Space Venom's head, which looks a lot like a Destroyer head painted black. <laughs> With an extended chin. Now, the last two figures, they are known as web-slinging heroines. So they're girls. Or drugs, are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, don't do drugs. Do girls, <laughs> not drugs. <laughs> and maybe some rock and roll, but just to, just to round it out. And the first one of these is Marvel's Silk. Now, Arnie, you're going you're gonna to have to explain this to me because I remember you, like, when this wave was first announced, you were excited about this character and you predicted she'd be hard to find. And, man, if you're not right, I, I, I can't find her on a shelf anywhere. Like, people seem to be going crazy over this particular character. Yeah, Silk was introduced in the Edge of Spider-Verse comic and... She came in as basically a new spider woman when they had all the different spider people from the various universes. They brought in Spider-Ham. My favorite crossover is when they crossed over with the Stan Lee newspaper strip and the bad guys like everything moves so slow here. So it was a great crossover and Silk was the new character out of it that just I wouldn't say she's a Spider-Gwen level hit. Spider-Gwen also came out of that exact same thing, but she is now hanging out with Jessica Drew, and they have the Spider-Women comic, and just a popular character and a cool design, you know? So yeah, this is Cindy Moon here, and it was a little salacious. I mean, when she and Peter got together, they were both bitten by that spider, it turned out, and they like had a pheromone thing going on that made them a little inseparable if you catch my drift yeah, well she's kind of hot i'll give her that they did a really good face sculpt here in the end it's a female buck with a new head and a really kick and paint job but it is a popular character that people are going to want to pose with spider gwen and all the others nice and she comes with two different heads and it seems like yep they were able to reuse the the hair on both of them so the hair is going to be the same but the head she is posed with in package has her scarf up around her mouth and, and nose. Mm -hmm. And then they have one where that's not on there and her scarf can hang around her neck, which I think is kind of a cool little touch there. Yeah, I'll say this whole wave, they've been adding details that make the lack of Electro's hands stand out as an oversight <laughs> because they're doing so many cool head swaps. Everybody's had a head swap so far. Even Electra had a head swap, and here with the scarf, they're just really going all out with the accessories. Are they trying to make us buy two of each figure? If so, it may be working for me with Silk. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really digging this. And for kind of a simple paint scheme here, you know, they're using basically just gray and then red, but they've done a nice gradient on the red, so... It kind of fades into the black of the webbing, and it's it's a neat effect. I like 
the color. See, that's the thing that gets me about Spider Gwen. The colors pop, and that's what they do on silk too. You're right, Justin. The red is good. The grays are good. It's very winter soldiery with the gray, black, and red. Yeah, I think this is very good with the colors. And honestly, I freaking love her hair. The blue-green that it is. I have no idea. I actually think I'm going to take this figure in and see if my hairdresser, Dusty, can make that color. That would be awesome on you. Wouldn't it? It's to, a fabulous color. You haven't gone black in a long time with your I hair haven't. either. I haven't. Now, I'm going to give some serious props. When we reviewed the X-Men figures last week... I kind of thought they were phoning in the female facial likenesses. Her unmasked likeness is amazing. She's very beautiful. And I think it's because she's exotic compared to what we normally get in the Marvel Universe. I mean, she is gorgeous. I mean, like, her eyes pop, her eyebrows pop. And maybe it's just because, you know, she does have the darker hair, so they can use the darker paint for the eyebrows and whatnot. You know, looking back on that last review, we were dealing with a couple redheads who might have had lighter eyebrows and features. But here, it's just all sharp, and the tone they pick for her lips is working well. It's funny, because she has a steely gaze that makes it look like she'd be engaged in some action. But at the same token, there's just a hint of pouty lips. Mm-hmm. She's sexy. She's She's got some game going on. I mean, in the end, it's an action figure, but the face is really well done. Indeed. And she comes with Space Venom's other leg. I'm not quite sure which is which till I get the body out. Yeah, I believe it's his left leg. And to be honest with you, once I get him both, once I once I got them both out, I was having a hard time trying to figure out which was which. But quick look at the bottom, you can kind of tell where the instep is. Yeah, I always have to <laughs> play with it just a little bit. But then we get to our final figure, another web slinging heroine. She's called Spider Girl now because when she was introduced in Old Man Logan, Spider Bitch. Isn't something that you can do in every comic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. This feels like the figure I have to get to complete my Space Knight Venom. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't excited about it. She's not popping out of the package. It feels like just another female version of a Spider-Woman character that I feel like we have a lot of, to be honest with you. Yeah, they have kind of overrun, in my mind, all the spider men and women, every permutation into the ground. There are several spider women and spider girls. And so you have spider dog? Spider hamster? Spider pig. Well, there's spider pig, yeah. Is it spider mom and, you know, spider uncle Ben? <laughs> now, this is actually Peter Parker's granddaughter. Peter Parker's daughter, Tanya, hooked up with Hawkeye. Of course! Because, wait, was he robbing the cradle or was Hawkeye super young? Hawkeye was robbing the cradle. Okay. <laughs> and so this is Ashley Barton, their offspring. Oh, all right. Interesting backstory there, at least. And honestly, I've always taken her as very tan in the comics. They've almost made her look African-American in this toy. She's really dark-skinned. But given that she's Hawkeye and Peter Parker's offspring that... I think it's just really tan. You know, if you compare the skin tones to even Miles Morales from earlier in the wave, it's not it's not quite that dark. Regardless of the skin tone or the ethnicity, it just the color scheme is not working. It's not popping. The red feels muted. The blue feels muted. The skin tone feels muted. They stretched out on Ashley Barton, the webbing over her boobs. So it looks really funky. Look at her boobs. <laughs> Do you see it? And then look at Silk. They didn't stretch it out. Nope. Silk's designer took an account boob stretchage yeah. and drew drew accordingly. This this one looks like they forgot about that and she's stretching the bounds of those webs. Yeah, like yeah, they it, designed it for someone flat chested and then stuck her in it. Yeah, this goes down to what I think a lot of people complain about with how comic book heroines are drawn. How if you put a spandex outfit on a woman you don't see each individual breast as defined this way <laughs> <laughs> and look that poor spider's getting scrunched together in that clavage <laughs> yeah i i mean that's just i'm sorry this figure is like a zero all the way around the skin tone's a weird color like almost like a like a mud like a like almost like a grayish brown mud the the front just kills it completely 
Although, I, I guess the one part that is cool is she does have a really cool haircut, and that's a new hairstyle we've seen. Check, check out the earrings. I love the earrings. Yeah, that's pretty cool. She's got earrings going up all the way around her earlobes. Yeah, but look at her boobs. <laughs> Seriously, that's so awful. All right, here's what I like about this character. I agree with what you're saying now that I see Britsky Spider logo there. <laughs> and she has a bit of a really long neck. But I like this as a different outfit. I like that they went a little more muted with it versus the bright one so that she stands apart from other spider women. I like the character in general. And I'm, and again, it just keeps rounding out the Spider-Verse figures. I was excited to get this. I'm, I'll admit it doesn't live up to my every hope and dream. I agree that if they'd used Silk's chest instead of this one, the spider would look a whole lot better. As it is, it honestly looks like there's a couple oranges sitting on her chest. It does. It's terrible. And I'm not like some person who's like, oh my god, superheroes can't have boobs and wear spandex or whatever. That's just poor planning on the design on this figure. I'd call it out if there's something wrong with a male figure the same way. <laughs> spider bulge. Exactly. I mean, if they bulged it out over there and stretched it, I would say something. But that just ruins the figure because it, it's comical. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, come on. You guys can laugh at boobs. It's okay. Overall, it's just not a figure that pops to me. And since I don't really have any love or history with this character, I wasn't, you know, out there being excited or anticipating the release of it. So after we have this wave of awesome classic Spider-Man villains and a new buck for Spider-Man. This just feels kind of like the also ran of the wave. I'll agree in that she comes with no accessories whatsoever. You know, she had a couple different hairstyles. She could have different hands. There's a lot of stuff they could have done. This one feels like, oh, we're cost cutting. All right, Spider-Bitch, you lose it all. Yep. But she does come with the biggest build a figure piece here she comes with the 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 torso so you know they needed that extra room in the packaging but i suppose they could they have plenty of room up above the torso in the packaging to put a head or a couple more accessories so i can let them off the hook that easily and yes now together we are able to build venom space knight flash thompson as he was after hanging out with the guardians and going cosmic yeah he even has you know nova core logos going on on his on his shoulders here now he is a little shorter than our previous couple build of figures compared to juggernaut and rhino he's a good half a head shorter or so yeah he feels more like a uh you know sandman type of size maybe even a little shorter more human yeah instead of being a big brooding monster he's more of a, a i guess he's just an upper sized human yeah I mean, and he's a lot less bulkier than rhino and but still bigger than any of the Venom figures that we've seen recently. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, again, do you guys remember a few years ago we had to, well, I did, spend probably half an hour to Walgreens going through and finding you the best Venom? Yeah, the when they did Agent Venom and uh -huh. the paint was so bad. Because it, it was white over black like this is. Because this is white painted over the cast black. And I had to search and search and search. And in most spots, it's really good. I will say it's a little less on his gauntlets on his arms. Hmm. Yeah, you can see a little fade through on the inner arms. Mine, looking at this, his arms are pretty good. The back of his legs, I have some pretty darn sloppy line work going on. It almost looks like somebody went over it with the fine tip Sharpie. <laughs> and they're like, they weren't happy with their first try, so they went again. So there's doubled up lines. In the torso, this is the first figure I've seen today where I notice holes in the paint. The spider logo has little black holes in it. Ooh, I'm not getting that on mine. Well, it's a good thing I bought multiple spider bitches now, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> now, looking at the pieces here, I'm not recognizing any of these pieces. You know, maybe maybe his upper thighs come from somewhere else and maybe his biceps. But the rest of this has sculpting on it that is unique. I mean, his hands are unique. He's got, you know, long fingernails. His his lower arms have a, a sculpting to them there. Then you get up to even his shoulders. They have a little bit of a unique sculpt, almost like a shoulder pauldron. 
Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at this very closely, and maybe the bicep, maybe the thighs, everything else feels pretty new. Even, like, the butt feels a little more armored than some of the previous figures. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, I mean, just even follow that, like, there's a line that comes starting right about where the ab crunch is that comes down through his pelvic area and onto his upper thighs. So that almost looks like this was all sculpted for this piece. Yeah. And in the back, look at the crease in his muscles that goes, yeah, butt to ab crunch. Yep. Almost makes an arrow pointing down there and that's, it feels sculpted at the same time. But I mean, looking at the rest of this, his torso, do you recognize this torso with like the neck part being kind of colossus feeling no i don't oh that spider logo is is sculpted into his torso as well oh wow yeah it is and this head is obviously new but even though he does feel like a destroyer it's it's a new sculpt i feel like again with the bulky body i can't get quite the posability that i can out of some of the smaller figures after coming off such a highly articulated wave his shoulders don't go back quite as far and His ab crunch is a little bit looser, but, you know, the big bulky figures aren't supposed to be the nimble ones. Right. You know, just getting them posed somewhat is good enough for a lot of these guys. Overall, I'm digging it. I just personally, I think some of the design, and this isn't really on Hasbro, this is more just on the design of the character, feels a bit weird to me, especially the backside. If you look at him just from the back, There's something kind of like dorky dad with white socks pulled all the way up to his knees going on there. (laughs) Just a weird look. I do wish they'd taken the opportunity, though. You know, I love the John Tyler Christopher action figure covers that pretend there were figures. He actually did a Venom Space Knight for part one, and it had an alternate head that has this spacey head with a bunch of fangs and teeth. I would have preferred that head or loved that head as an alternate but Uh, that would have been really cool maybe in a future wave they'll throw that in just a random figure like they did with the magneto head on onslaught yep so no a really solid wave of figures i think as we got to the end of the line they kind of went down in quality a little bit with spider girl and space venom here but space venom He's big. You'll never get him other than now, is my feeling. If they hadn't struck while this was a new character and everything, you would never get the Space Venom figure. No, and, you know, I'm glad to have him, and I'm also glad that this is a new figure. You know, with with a couple other waves out there, with the Build-A-Figures being Abomination and Dormammu that we, you know, longtime collectors already have, it's nice to have a -a Build-A-Figure that actually gives us something new to hold and feel. So with that, that is our show for this week. Now, anyone who's at New York Comic-Con, Justin, you're not able to join us, but Daryl, Marjorie, and I will be there. Feel free to come up, say hi. We may have some swag that we're giving out. You guys have a good time without me, and, you know, I'll, I'll be thinking about you while you're suffering through having fun in New York City. And then the Wednesday after that, we'll be back with the interview with Hasbro and more news coming out of that con and probably some more Marvel Legends reviews. I think we should pick up on a couple exclusives, like maybe that two-pack at Target, the Walmart ones, maybe just do a hodgepodge, and then we'll get to the cap wave after that. Sounds like a plan. So we'll have all that and more next to Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. 
We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. <laughs>